Welcome to this edition, this week's edition of the And One Podcast with EJ. I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian, coming to you uh, as we lead up to New Year's. Um, this is the last show of the year. Apologize for uh, getting this show out a day late. Um, again, when you're doing the podcast this time of year with you know, kids out of school, especially too, and the schedules gets kind of all muffed up, I consider not even doing the show this week at all, but... We gotta get in, and look, it's, it's only you know ten, fifteen, maybe twenty minutes. It depends on on, on how many things we we'll touch on, though. Um, we keep this short and sweet, obviously, on this podcast. Let's get to it. You know, let's get to it. Um, five things I've learned in the NBA. This, five things, rather, that I have observed this week in the NBA. Again, shout out to Big Jim James Deans for allowing us to do this on this feed on Hello Podcast. We can also follow me as well on Twitter, each person seven. I'm also part of the Hello Podcast that we live show. We do every Tuesday here as well, too. Um, so again. Part be part, more than honored and privileged to be part of the Hull Up family here. So, without further ado, let's get to it. First observation is things. What did I learn from the Bucks Celtics Christmas Day matchup? Bucks Celtics, obviously the two favorites in the Eastern Conference. Um, the two right now clearly the two best teams in all of basketball right at this point. Um, I really don't learn nothing because again, just like the playoffs last year. One team was at full strength. The other was. Was not. Obviously, it's the same the same two teams. No Chris Milton. Now, Chris Milton has come back to the team since then, but he's, he's been out the last couple games as well, too. Um, so, we don't know where these two teams are in the pecking order. Well, when I say pecking order, I mean, like, we don't know at this point the comparison to the two teams right now because both teams are, are not at full strength at the same time. Um, last year... Boston took one in seven games on Milwaukee, but again, Milwaukee and not Chris Milton. You know, one can argue that if Chris Milton plays that, plays that series, maybe he goes the other way. Who knows? I mean, Bucks led that series three two at one point too, also. But so, so there's been no takeaways. Obviously, you know, we've seen the leap of Jason Tatum this year. Great leap. Um, MVP discussion with we'll that later. Um, and of course, you know, having Malcolm Brown on the team that's certainly helped, as, as I said. Jalen Brown's doing Jalen Brown things. You know, it's a great team. But we still haven't seen Milwaukee at full strength. So until I see Milwaukee at full strength, I can't really take anything significant from that game because, quite frankly, as I said, both teams are not at at at, uh, at, uh, you know, at par with each other in terms of players. And Chris Milton's a big deal to that team. Chris Milton changed everything for, for Giannis in that, in, that, in that series. Chris Milton is the best shooter. He's, a, you know... You know, you create, create shots with the dribble, the whole nine. So that that, that that's why I, you know, while it was a it was a good matchup, at the same time it was really nothing to take away from that matchup. Number two, the Western Conference is wide, wide open. And it's it's as wide open as I've ever seen it. Um there's no Lakers in the top of the West that we think is gonna make some noise. There's no Golden State right now at this point with all the injuries and certainly underwhelming right now. There's no San Antonio, obviously Tim Duncan. There's none of that. For the first time in ages, you can honestly say that any team in the West can viably win that conference. There's no more of a yeah, yeah, you know, Denver's playing well, but at the end of the day, Golden State No, you can't say that. Cause even because Golden State even with Steph Curry healthy was struggling. 
So, I mean, that's why if you say Denver, you say Memphis, you say New Orleans, you say, I don't know, uh, even Phoenix, even though I think they're doing those closed, uh, if you say those two teams, you won't sound foolish. Um, if, if, so I, I think we should all appreciate this. The parity in the Western Conference is absolutely insane. So the Western Conference is as wide open as I've ever seen it in my entire life, and I've watched, I've, I've watched NBA basketball 30 years now. All right, number three, third thing I've observed this week. Are the Knicks a playoff team? Now, it's funny because I jotted this down about six, seven days ago when the Knicks were on the roll. I think I wanted to, at that point one six, maybe one six, seven, eight in a row. I can't remember what the streak was, but it, it, the streak hit, hit a high number. And then since then, they've lost a bunch of games since then. Um, lost four in a row, actually, as a recording. And I was saying, you know, are the Knicks, are, are they a playoff team? Well, right now, I'm the number seven in the Eastern Conference, um, at uh, eighteen and seventeen, <clears throat> and uh, you know, you know, you still have teams like Indiana behind who's playing well this year. You have Atlanta, who's kind of having their own mess, but you got to figure if they get the things together. Chicago almost starts on the surge a little bit now. Um, I still think they're a playing team at best, but they're interesting to watch. I think Jalen Brunson's having a fantastic year. I was saying one point before the before the losing streak happened that. Had the Knicks continued this, this, their winning ways, that they, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown's going to be a, a low key MVP candidate. Obviously, that's not going to be the case now. He's been out. He missed the Dallas game, especially too, and they've been struggling. I, I don't think they're a top six team still. I think they're probably closer to a play in team, and if, if things play out their way, maybe they can uh, get the top end of the play in situation. But at this point, I don't look at them as a playoff team yet. I think, like I said, Miami. Starting to finally get it together a little bit. They won two in a row. You know, Philadelphia's getting together. Cleveland, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, you know, all those teams. I just think that right now, you look at the uh, the East, the teams that are supposed to be at the top of the East are starting to become, starting to, at this point, settle in, if you will. You know, the Boston, like I said, the six teams I thought would be the best teams in the East are starting to finally figure things out. All right, number four. Uh, LeBron James is uh, frustrated again. Uh Obviously, Anthony Davis is out for an indefinite amount of time. Um, LeBron is now, you know, another loss to the Heat last night here in town. I'm going to quote what he said last night on the uh, after the game last night against Miami in his problem the loss. He says, quote, I'm a winner and I want to win. And I want to win and give myself a chance to win and still compete for championships. That has always been my passion. Playing basketball at this level is just not playing basketball. Just to be playing basketball is not in my DNA. It's not my DNA anymore. Now, that's the percent that's kind of weird. Not even anymore. You've always said you were never into that. You always want to win no matter what. Whatever. LeBron's frustrated, and he has a right to be. But, again, he's part of the problem, too. Okay, number one. I mean, you again, you're the guy that signed up for the Russell Westbrook trade. Okay? You're the guy that did that. So, again, you, you can get mad all you want, but in the day, you're part of the problem. Okay? Um, and, yes, I've been critical of LeBron, too, in this process. But I've also been more critical of Rob Polinka, the general manager. This is the guy that just got an extension this past summer, okay, after last season's disaster, didn't improve the roster, knowing the issues of the roster, and still, same problems this year. Again, Lakers started figure out a little bit of things that, you know, for a few weeks there when Andy Davis went on the tear. But as we know, Andy Davis, you know, Water's wet, sky's blue. He gets hurt all the time. Um, right now, they're 13th in the Western Conference. They're, they're starting to fall apart again. Um, 
uh, at this point, is a play-in possible for the Lakers? Anything's possible. But, again, the Western Conference is so so deep with teams right now that can at least get to the play-in situation that you, you need a couple of teams to stop falling, falling down the wayside. <clears throat> so, you know, LeBron made his bet, unfortunately, man, for himself. You know, I, I, and as I said it to you guys, you know, a year ago, LeBron is done winning championships. That is over. That is over. Unless he goes to a team, uh, you know, I don't know, a New Orleans or a Boston, Milwaukee. I don't, I don't see happening for record. You know, he's not winning championships anymore. So that's that. That's just that. Finally, my MVP ladder. I'm going to give my top five candidates MVP right now as I write this down. Because uh, I, I didn't take a lot of notes for this show today. Um, but my MVP uh, list right now, as we are going through this fantastic season here. Um, so I'm going to give my top five. And, and I think this, you can even go deeper, six, seven deeper of guys that have legitimate MVP uh, conversations here. Um, five for me is Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's fallen in my list a little bit now, especially with this four-game losing streak that the Bucks have been on. Still in the conversation, obviously. Um, I do think he needs to start, you know, getting this team in order. They're not falling three in the East now. He, you know, I, and I, I know I get no Chris Middleton, I get all that, but, you know, the team has kind of, you know, slipped a little bit last couple, last couple, uh, couple games. So, he's fallen a little bit in my rankings. Number four, Luka Doncic. And the only reason he's not higher is because of the fact that the team is only now starting to win some games, one four in a row. Um, and if Dallas could start moving up the rankings, up the uh, the ladder in the Western Conference, you have a conversation. You guys don't mind, you know, you, you know I, I do take win-loss as a, as a major factor in the MVP conversation. Number three, Joel Embiid. Um, he's kind of the underrated guy, too, because for all the, and granted, James Harden's playing fantastic basketball as of late. Joel Embiid is the, is the uh, engine that could for that team. And the Sixers have been playing some really good basketball the last few weeks. Um, Joel Embiid has been putting up solid numbers. And James Harden doesn't do what he does here without Joel Embiid doing what he's, what he's doing the last couple weeks. So, <clears throat> Joel Embiid's number three in my power rankings. You know, I think of all the guys there, definitely the uh, most underrated of the uh, bunch here. Number two, Jason Tatum. Um, the Celtics had, did have a little bit of a streak last week, and then they have since then stabilized things here. Tatum's playing fantastic basketball. That performance is Milwaukee on, on Sunday. On Christmas Day, unbelievable, unbelievable performance by uh, Jason Tatum. And number one, the guy who right now, if the if the playoffs started today, um, they would be currently the uh, I think the one seed in the Western Conference, right? No, two seed right now. The type of, type of one right now in the West. My friends, that is uh, Nicole Jokic in Denver doing the damn thing. Um, for him to win MVP, he has to. Uh, Finish top two, maybe three in the West to uh, for to be three P. So um, that's just that. Um, but we'll probably do these every few weeks. Maybe every week we'll see how it, how it goes. But the MVP race, I think, is very deep. <clears throat> I think Zion, Zion, um, Zion, and in, in, uh, New Orleans uh, also has a, chance, has a case there. Zion Williamson as well has a case there. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway, that is it for we this week. Like I said short and sweet. Got about twelve minutes of podcast time in. Again, I'm your host, Ernest E.J. Christian. Again, guys, Happy New Year. We'll see you next year. Um, check out my if you want to check out all my other work, of course. Number one, I'm on Hollow Podcast every week, every Tuesday as well. But my main shows, Ernest Eager Podcast, of course, first and foremost. My variety show I do every twice a week sometimes. Um, was kind of taking a little bit of the gas a little bit because of the holidays. 
We're back. We're back strong next year. Um, and then, of course, my uh, <clears throat> my daily sports podcast, Earth Speaking Unfiltered, um, which is done almost almost every day, pretty much. So, until then, guys, happy holidays, happy new year, and we'll see you in 2020.